0: Welcome to Culture Score, I'm your host Ben and... Marcus. Culture Score is a podcast at the intersection of Black culture and pop culture, and today we're covering Malcolm and Marie. You know, typically we do this, we like to shout out the studio that put it out, so Netflix for delivering this picture to us, the writers, Sam Levinson, the main characters, and Dea and John David Washington as leads. We do have a very special guest today for you, PR lady extraordinaire, ladies and gentlemen. Drum roll. Let me introduce you to the one and only Stacy Levy. So, Stacy's an entertainment industry juggernaut. She's worked in the industry for decades and was the PR person from Star Trek, Will and Grace, and even & Barr. Yep. Her. Guess what? She's also the PR person for Culture Score. Just so you know when I playing. And for Speak, the platform that we're on. So again, serious as a heart attack when I hear to play. And if you want to follow Stacey and see how she's doing, you can follow her on IG. Stop laughing over there. You can follow her on IG at Jersey Girl. So Jersey J-E-R-S-E-Y-G-R-L. Goes West. So Jersey GRL goes West. One word. And on Facebook that's Stacy Davis. So Stacy E Y Davis Levy.
1: Levy. But you know, both work.
2: Welcome, Stacy. Welcome, and Marcus, welcome.
1: for having me.
2: I'm telling you, Ben, you're a good, you're a good hype man. I didn't know you had that in you. You're a good hype man. I'm trying to tell you a lot of things
0: that having me that you don't know. So. Like an onion, I just don't stink like one.
2: <laughs> I got layers, <laughs> well, welcome, Stacey. Thank you for joining. Thank us.
1: you for having me, guys. This is fun. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and different. Yeah, yeah, I'm always behind the scenes.
2: <laughs> oh, no, you're, you're on
0: today, front and center. Marcus hit him with the synopsis of this movie, Malcolm and Marie.
2: If you haven't heard about Malcolm and Marie, you must be hiding under a rock. It is an explosive film. I almost made the mistake of watching it on Valentine's Day. I'm glad I did not. <laughs> um, yes. Oh, my God. It is, it's, <laughs> it is heavy. It is heavy. But I'll give you the, the quick synopsis. So you have these two beautiful people who are both in the entertainment industry. One is a writer. The other is an aspiring actor. And basically he ends up having a great award night where he gets these reviews and people are telling him that he's the best thing, uh, next big thing. And he makes the mistake of forgetting to say thank you or acknowledge his significant other, his girlfriend, whom the story that he wrote is based on. And it leads to an explosive evening (laughs) to say the least, that really, as, you know, Ben made the joke about onions earlier, this movie unlayer just has a lot of layers that gets uncovered. And one of the main things we really want to delve into today, you know, with this is, you know, when you watch this film, and we try not to give too much away, but it's I'm sure by now you've heard a lot about it. This relationship seems, could be considered toxic by some. So we want to kind of dig into it. Um, discuss it, and uh, hopefully it'll resonate with some folks out there. You'll agree, disagree, but we look forward to the discourse. So to kind of get everything going, I guess the first thing I want to throw out to to both uh, Ben and Stacey here, you know, th- the arguments in this movie are clearly front and center in this film. Um, it is my opinion that Malcolm, uh, John David Washington, his comments are scathing. Like when he decides to take off the gloves, it is definitely an iron fist and not a velvet glove. And I felt like Marie at times could be deflating. Uh, my question to you guys is, did anything, any particular moments in this film, did you feel like, did it cross the line? Did you feel like this fight, the fight scenes were realistic? Like, w- did it seem like these are real fights? You know, did you get that feeling from it? Because what was your feelings from it? Because it was just relentless. Like, did is there anything that just resonated from you uh, from this film?
1: Um, He was downright dirty when he fought. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, you know, I've watched it a couple of times and it's an interesting dynamic because they're coming back. It was his premiere and he was high on life. I mean, this was a big deal. You know, a, a writer is actually a really sensitive creature and it is a rough, uh, place out in the entertainment world being a writer. Um, I kind of, Joke um, about how, th- look, the writers don't get the respect that they deserve in this town and it sucks. And, you know, it's different with film and TV. And then, you know, then you have the directors who I kind of joke that it's, you know, the writers are like the kind of geek in the lunchroom table. And then there's the cool lunch table with the directors, right? So you've got a writer who comes out with something and is a great piece he's proud of it and he feels good right so he comes in and she had a moment there was a a significant thing that happened tonight where she felt excluded on a really big big sp- speech and um i think they were having trouble tr- they were having trouble communicating She did not know how to tell him. She tried to, and he wasn't listening because he was defensive and he felt attacked and deflated after feeling great, getting finally to that point. Right. And uh, she was calm and trying to say, let's talk about it the next day. And he went on the attack and the defensive You know, about it, it was abusive, it was hard, it was hard. I'm like, find your words, guys. Let's talk about it.
0: (laughs) I just felt like it was relentless, right? They just, there was, it's you know, they're in a room, it's black and white, and the the words I I, I absolutely would not say, um they couldn't communicate because that's one part of the movie that I was watching. I'm like, "Woo, I cannot be this articulate when I'm pissed off. Like I will be in my car driving up Mount Wilson windows down, trying to get some fresh air just so my lips don't open. Cause I usually, when I'm that pissed off, I want to make a point. I don't want to have a back and forth. Like I am doing my most powerful punch I can and I'm out. Right. So to me, did they cross the line? No, absolutely not. I mean, that's how they communicate and that's how they stay engaged, because I didn't feel like they were disengaged at any point. I felt like it's it's almost like an artistic relationship where they're both highly creative, highly articulate, very smart people that communicate to the very last grain of how they feel, right? So to me, I don't feel like they crossed the line. Was it a little bit too much for me? Yeah, just because that's how I feel. That's how I am, you know, in, in communicating and, and trying to articulate how my, my feelings. But crossing the line, no. It kept my attention the whole time.
2: I, like when you're in the middle of a fight, you know how far you can take it. You know what the other person can take. But I think when you watch two people fighting, it's just uncomfortable in general. That's just my personal opinion. I, you know, if you see someone fighting, it's just like, oh, it feels so much more amplified so we're kind of like a fly on a wall now the one thing that i will say and i disagree with you on that ben i there were some low blows sometimes by malcolm i i think sometimes he took it to another level but and i'm not taking i'm not trying to like skirt the line here the one thing that's not really mentioned enough they kind of hint at it but because you know zendaya's character uh, marie was an addict and i know of people who have been in relationships with people who are when you be with someone who was an addict you've seen some dark things and i kind of got the feeling even though some of his blows to me were just man like piercing he's also been through a long drawn out process with marie and he's seen some dark times and She's backslid a couple times and they kind of discussed that, you know, they were dating and she cheated on him a couple times and he was always there for her. So I feel like in his mind, you should be there for me on my biggest night because I've been there for you on your worst nights. And I can get that. I can understand that. And I, and I can see how her words was like deflating to him. Like, you should be my biggest fan because I was there for you during all your worst days. But I also see her side, too.
0: No, I, I was going to say I didn't, I, I didn't see it that way at all. Like, I, I didn't see it that way at all. It's like, if, if you've been through whatever they've been through and it's clear that they're together, the least that she should expect is that on that night when he gets the platform and he gets the microphone and he gets an audience and the lights, dude, like, say thank you. Like, call my name out. Like, you know what I mean? Like, how dare you forget to even say, But don't you hey, think man. he could
2: have got caught up in a moment? Like, I'm not. If I'm not mistaken, and I don't know if you guys remember this, but it was maybe like I don't know, five, seven years ago, or maybe it was longer, ten years ago. I think it was a million dollar baby or something. Hillary Swank at the Oscars forgot to thank her husband.
1: Oh, you Chad, got a yeah.
2: red light or something like that. Like you got a light blinking in your face. They're playing you off the stage. You just won this huge award, and a billion people are watching. You know you got to thank your studios, your agent, because they helped you get to work. And you're not trying to take that person for granted. You're just—it's exhilaration, it's euphoria, is uh, you know—it's it's a lot. And I don't think it's—I don't think it's necessarily done on purpose or to belittle the person. I just think you got caught up. So I don't know. But,
1: but that's—but this isn't an award ceremony, though. This isn't an award ceremony where you have the blinking light. This is at a premiere where you know people are up front in the theater, and they're t- and everyone's introduced, and someone has he spoke right yeah. but like in the case of Hillary Swank you she gets off the stage and the she goes right into the press area and then she can she think i believe and i could be wrong but i thought she thanked chad right afterwards in the press area so she covered herself you know you have those so many seconds so he apologizes in the, uh, you know during the screening But I think she explains how it's after the fact that it just kind of weighed on her. And this was, in her mind, this was inspired by her experiences. Exactly. I I can
2: see that. I can see that. See, Stacey has been to a lot more premieres than I have, so she knows the way it's set up. So I'm going to take my comment back and throw it in the trash can.
1: (laughs) And, by the way, and I can relate to this, she read all the drafts, she gave notes. So she see what what's missing in this okay is that while they were writing the script and producing the so-called movie that he's talking about wouldn't they have had this conversation that it was about her life or what inspired him or you know that conversation would have been dealt with before you just did your red carpet premiere that that's the thing that's Missing. So where he's saying, oh, all these other people inspired these different pieces, that conversation would have happened, especially if she'd been giving him notes on his drafts. I I don't have the experience of somebody who is an addict and then, you know, and something like that. But she doesn't come across as a person who seemed to have been so, you know, uh, damaged. I mean, you know, she's obviously bringing something to the table, but she's also trying, she's telling him how she feels. And as a woman, you know, look, it's the men kind of take a different perspective of it than the woman. Right. It's the whole, right. It's the men from Mars, women from Venus type of mindset. She's telling him this simple thing of she just wanted to be thanked. And he, he apologizes, which, it's a big step for someone to own their mistake. Okay. And I could speak for someone. It, it can be hard to own your mistake, but I think what she was missing in trying to tell him what she really needed, which I think she was working on through their conversations because the fights would stop and then start again. And, and, and it's draining on you. It's very draining. Not till the end where she finally said she had such a great monologue of, I just want to be thanked. I thank you for, you know, and her whole list of things. And he still couldn't say thank you until like the lights were out where he couldn't see her.
0: For me, you know, I was Marcus was giving the synopsis of the movie. I was thinking that when I saw it, one of the things that jumped out to me was gratefulness. Like I actually wrote that down. I'm like, This is probably what this movie is about, like gratefulness, like just to say thank you and to acknowledge, right? But I think before I get on this whole another angle of it, Stacey, you talked about, you know, men from Mars and women from venues. Like you're the woman on the fight. You're the woman today on this show. Like is there an angle to this that maybe I and Marcus are missing that maybe we can't relate to because we just can't look at it from that standpoint?
1: Maybe I think what happens is you know they could have been say, he him apologizing in his mind. I think you know because looking at it from the outside is his way of saying thank you, and she's trying to say no. Like I really want to hear the words thank you. Now I would think in most scenarios people are looking for the apology, but I think she realized she just wanted to hear thank you. Or also, why didn't you cast me? Well, she obviously didn't use her her words earlier on in their relationship. Um, so they're kind of saying the same thing, but they're not hearing that. And I think that's a common, that's a common thread that happens with people. You know, you're saying the same thing, but you're not saying the same thing because you just have a different perspective. He's coming from it of, you know, Look, it's a very stressful night and I get the premiere of a movie and all of a sudden the middle of the night reviews come out. I can relate to that scenario. And you know, the critics write all kinds of stuff. <laughs> and I'm like, just write the simplicity of what you're feeling. Um, you know, and 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 we talked about this last time is that, you know, this is really about an uh, a a sensitive creative person feeling vulnerable and finally having that opportunity that could break or, or make his career. It's a big so deal.
2: Let me, let me let me ask you this, Stacy. Okay, so uh-huh. you brought up the review. And I think the review is a major like it's the first turning point of the movie. So he gets he gets the review from a a I guess a, a white female movie reviewer. From the and, L.A. Times,
1: who happens to be yeah, a from the male LA Asian Times. guy now. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
2: and he took, offense to, t- he took offense to the review, even though I thought the review was not, I thought it was overwhelming. I thought it was mostly a positive uh, review. But, you know, like you said, writers can be sensitive. I think all people who are artsy, creative people can be sensitive. It's, you put your heart into it. But it was one thing that came out of it, and I really wanted to get both your opinions on it. Um. And I think as a a minority male and and being being a minority and and being female, like I think these are two, these are two areas I think we can kind of speak on because when you achieve something in his case, he was like, why does my work have to be compared to Spike Lee or Barry Jenkins or John Singleton? And I saw the same thing. um, um, I think it's Catherine Bigelow when she won the Hurt Locker. uh, She won the Oscar. It's like, they always try to find a woman to compare you to. Like you can't compare her to Scorsese. Like, I think that's limiting and I I felt like that really kind of set him off really hard. And so I can, you know, and I can sense that. So I guess my question is to you both or, or just something to kind of consider he made the comment and during the movie after he said that, he said, well, why can't I be compared to, I think it was William Wyler. So I had to look who that is because I didn't know who William Wyler
1: is and I realized uh,
2: being her and Worthing, Worthing Mm -hmm. Heights. And so it's true. Like, why is it when you are a minority group, uh, or you are a female, you can only be compared to one of your, uh, your peers in that group. Is, is that a form of, you know, sexism, race, and like, what is that? Cause I'm sure we've all dealt with it. And some, you know, at some point in time, is that what that
1: is? Uh, you know, I, I said this to you before is that, you know, when they were, comp- they were bringing that, they were talking about him being a black, you know, writer, And, and I even said, what does that have to do with anything? It's, it's about the film, you know, and, and the story he was telling it, you know, about the, the woman who was the drug addict or whatever, what does that have to do with anything? And he, that's what he points out too. And that was something in general about it, um, that I'm like, why does it have to be female, black, white, whatever? Um, that wasn't what he was going for. Um, I I don't know why, maybe I think they're trying to connect connect in, um, and someone can relate to some other, um, successful filmmaker. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm not a a film editor. I'm not a, a film critic. So, um, or a TV critic and they're kind of in a world of their own with that. So I don't know. I think it's just maybe trying to relate to somebody else that people can connect with. I mean, to go back to William Wyler, I mean, uh, you know, it's, they made film totally, completely differently. I mean, the acting was different. Um, so well, that was his I think ego
2: too. I think that was, it his
1: was, which well, she pointed he saw that, that out. Guy
2: so there's you. an
0: there's an ego thing there, right? Obviously, because you know he wants his work to be Picasso, so to speak, right? So he's got that thing going. But I think there's a component to it where a couple of things to me. So one is you know how you get benchmarked, right? And if he gets benchmarked to Spike Lee and it, it reminds me of, I don't know which it's it's like an athlete retired long time, and he was doing an interview, and they said you know, do you get pissed off that you were underrated throughout your career? And he was like, underrated? I was never rated at all. You know, so I'm like, so I'm thinking to myself like, well, Spike Lee's not that bad. Like John Singleton did some like terrific things, right? So there's that part. But the other part of him, you know, as a black writer and, you know, somebody that's from a specific ethnicity, the the, the aspects to being, the aspects to race and gender And, you know, any of the other dimensions that we want to talk about, like religion and politics, like which provides layers to who you are. And so there's something that you can say or something that you can see, just like comedians, right? But it allows you to see it through a different lens. And sometimes it's actually a a credit to a reviewer, a credit to feedback, if they can pinpoint to the fact that, hey, you know what, Marcus said this because Why? You know, Stacy said this because you know she's a an expert in PR, and she sees it from this specific lens. That lends to you know her ability to 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 bring this up because otherwise you don't see it. I, I'm almost point. I, I could almost point what? it to the movie. Like I'm looking at the movie and thinking, if you're not a Hollywood TV film entertainment kind of person, there are aspects to this movie that you you might miss or that you will almost certainly miss because there are some, there's some there's some nuances very subtle nuances in the movie that actually lend to the industry. Stacey, you're gonna say something.
1: Well okay so she brings up to him, you know, why did you make certain choices? Which is kind of funny since they've already, you know, you know, had the premiere and edited the movie, the whole thing. But if you are a female director, why, you know, the different choices, why was the lead actress topless? Um, you know, look, he is the writer bringing a voice and he brings his voice from his experiences and what's in his head. And so, you know, in Hollywood, they, they're, they are thank God, are looking for the diversity and bringing other voices because, look, I'm going to bring in my female voice and and my experience and um and what I have to say compared to a male voice. So, you know, this was a male creative person, um that lent his voice. And that's what you're hearing, even though he's writing a female character. But that's where the battle becomes. And that that comes in because it was her experience, how she looked at it, what she saw her life on the screen all of a sudden looks different than when you're reading it.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. I think that's also why he had already took offense to the female in his mind, the reviewer, kind of in his in his mind, poo-pooing his film, and then to hear it from Marie. I think it just kind of sent him in a tailspin. <laughs> but I want to I ask you guys. His this. tail was absolutely Cause, spinning. Because he's like, I went from the highest high, and now I got two people, you know, trashing it. And one of them is the person so, who I love and blah, blah, blah.
0: Let, the, let me ask this, Marcus. So, th- this, and yeah. this, so this has come up after the movie. Like, it's been mentioned the age difference between the two of them. Right? So this is for you and Stacy. Like, is that a thing to you? The age difference that... They have like in real life?
1: No, I, I don't think that's it. It part of I the movie, but that, it's come up because it was they
0: have
2: crazy. an age. Difference. I mean, Stacey, you can you can completely chop me at the knees on this one. But I thought I don't know what this is about. I am literally shocked that people are going nuts over the age difference. Cause in a movie, stupid. you can't you can't you can't tell <laughs> who it is. And and plus, is Hollywood not like the birthplace. Of having sixty-year-old, you know, men being the, you know, the, the supposedly the hunk with a twenty-five-year-old girl. Like, why is 60 this year old, film like
0: ninety-year-old? I,
1: yeah, like, I don't why, know. Why,
0: like,
2: why this movie? I don't, why? Why is it, it such a big deal? It doesn't make sense.
1: It first of all it doesn't make sense. First of all, she's like almost five nine like she's five, eight and a half. He's like five, nine. So her she's height, tall, yeah. <laughs> he, you know, with heels, she towers over him. Um, she is gorgeous. She is, she is beautiful. She's grown into an incredible woman. Um, and she's smart. They're both smart. He, they're, they did a phenomenal job. I mean, I just, I want, and I've expressed this before. I think that their acting was superb. I loved it. I mean, it's definitely, you know, I'm I'm sure not everybody loves it as a choice of like, hey, this is my Saturday night movie. But it's such, it was so well done. And remember, they did this in quarantine in, in a pan, global pandemic. <laughs> and it was, they all put this together and Sam Levinson did an amazing job. And by the way, on a side note, when on the LA Times is comparing him to other filmmakers, maybe, I don't know if this is Sam feeling like, are they comparing him to his father? Just saying. Um, because look, and also I've said this before, John David Washington, I hear his father. And he in itself has he's created his own career, like he's his own talent.
2: But 100%. you hear his dad.
1: Right, like, yeah. He grew up with his father, who's a phenomenal actor. They're they're amazing. They did an amazing job. I don't understand what the hype is about an age difference. To me, uh, you know, first of all, it's shot in black and white. I I don't see much of an age difference. in what's wrong with having uh, like the boyfriend Twelve who's years, a few years older? And it, who cares? But it. It's but that's not that who the characters are. It's but that's in that real life. Deal. But that's right. in real life. Is their characters? Are their characters? I mean, she did say she was. Did she say she was twenty when she was an addict? And how? Ha- I don't know. I don't remember the timeline on the years. But they don't talk about their ages their in the age, film. Not what?
2: one time. Not one. No, not they're one they're time. Actors playing it's just, To me,
0: it's just a. It's just a weak attempt at bringing things from outside a creative piece. You kind of yeah, rope it bored. into it's not a part of the story. <laughs> it's not like it's um, no. you know, some who who can you think about? Arnold Schwarzenegger like with her like where you can literally look at it and be like, okay, there is a problem here, right? Which it, it kind of it doesn't impact the story. So I'm not really sure why that was a thing, but I personally, I don't know about you, but me personally, it was. It <laughs>
2: Come on, you watch any James Bond movie and there's a 55, 60-year-old guy with a 27-year-old girl and nobody bats an eye. I I really think if I if I had to pinpoint it, Zendaya, if I'm not mistaken, is 24 years old and she's been playing a 17-year-old probably for seven or eight years. So I think it's people still view her as this young person, um, but she has more acting experience than he does. She is taller than him. And I think this also says something (laughs) about us not being able to let child stars grow up. I think that's what it is. And I think that's why she, if I were her, I would want this role. She didn't go out here and do a role where she had to go and be, you know, naked just to say, hey, I'm not a child actor no more. She picked a role that had some teeth to it and she carried a film. Like to me, this movie. Yeah, so to me,
0: to me, really, I I think you're just, you're talking on something that, the the movie really impressed on me. It's just how good the acting was. Like, I mean, you're literally talking about two people doing a film in black and white, sitting in a house and making you feel all types of emotions. Like how hard can that be, right? There's nothing to distract you from what they're saying and the two of them. Like you stay with them the whole time and they're able to hold your attention and go through these different you know, peaks and valleys of emotion and usage of words and, you know, body motion and all these things and just different visuals. Like they're they're shooting from outside through the window, inside through the window, outside. Like, Oh, it's
1: all windows, the house. It's a spectacular location.
0: My God. They
2: did a great job. And they shot it in two weeks. So, all right, I want to ask you guys this question. Uh, This is the million dollar question. So we saw all the fights. It was really ugly. Question that I want to ask Is this a toxic relationship? And more importantly, in an ideal world, like, do you think they should break up or should they have stayed together?
0: I'll let Stacey go first.
1: Oh, thank you. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Ladies first. Ladies and gentlemen. Whatever.
1: (laughs) You know, like I said, I've now watched this twice. And, you know, I do my late night staying up watching these series and films and, take them apart and I love to solve the puzzles of them and where, what's going to happen. I have to say, I mean, I was just, I was definitely curious what was going to happen. I, I think for me, I wanted to jump into the screen and run away from them. Like I, I was like, you're, you're out, you're done. Like I, that's kind of how I was feeling so many times. I'm like, okay, now the energy came down and they're making up and then, oh my God, it's revving back up. Oh my God. Like I felt like my heart <laughs> like beating out of my chest. I was like, oh, please not again. Oh my God. How do you stay in this relationship? I, I think what's interesting is, um, you know, how they're making up. I mean, look, the fights are extreme. Every people fight differently. Um, relationships are different and I can't speak for anyone's relationship unless you are that person living in their space in their world and know everything that's going on around you you really can't judge right so we're just getting the information of her background his background um how you see something on the outside it doesn't look good but unless you know you are involved i mean I would have been escaping that relationship so many times. <laughs> so I don't know how they stay together. And he even makes that comment. Let's get married now. Cause we're going to break up and get back together so many times. Like there's a connection.
0: No. I mean, I was trying <laughs> to, was and
1: right. I, I don't know what their connection is. That's what I was also trying to figure that out. Like, why are they staying together? Their fights or the, the way he speaks to her where she was trying to communicate. And especially for someone, look, he stayed with her through all that really bad stuff, which he loves her. I don't know what, where the love, how he fell in love with her. What, you know, I mean, she cheated on him. She was a drug addict. Like, she, he stayed. So I don't know what the draw is unless, which she even said, maybe not in these words, like, am I your muse? And maybe there's, she's his own addiction because she brought something to the relationship that look where he is now. He had a successful premiere. So this relationship doesn't feel like it's for the long haul, to be honest. It may run its course. And, and, you know, and if they're playing the role of he's old, much older than her then I could definitely see it running the course because her frontal lobe hasn't even developed. You know, like it's at that yeah. point.
2: I don't, know, think it'll move yeah. I don't think they're that different in age. Oh, go ahead, Ben. You go ahead and chime in.
0: No, I was going to say to me, they seem like a perfect couple. <laughs>
2: like, <laughs> I don't.
0: I mean, they have the ingredients of perfection. <laughs> because, they are I mean, gorgeous the, uh, together. <laughs> they are gorgeous. So physically they look good. From a career standpoint, Hmm. which is my personal argument, so I don't know this from married people, so don't ask me for marital advice, but (laughs) I feel like one of the key ingredients for a successful marriage is for the couples to support the success of each other. So be critical to the success of the other person. So she brought that to the table for him. So they have that component going. I mean, the, the disagreement that they have I cannot disagree like that. That's just too much exercise for me. And the way I work, so I'm using this very personally, right? It's just way too much exercise for me to the the point that if it were me, you can do something like that to me 50 times. And I won't say a word. Like, I'd literally walk out and I'll smile. But if I ever decide to say something to you, you have to understand, that is the day that the train left the tracks, right? Because it's going (laughs) to come down so fast. And if whatever happens is going to happen. So, to me, the fact that they're able to articulate their feelings and it seems like they're actually emptying it out, it feels to me like they have that ability to reset, which we saw in the movie over and over. But because it keeps coming back up and it doesn't feel like they move the goalpost to another issue, like it's like like... This thing just had another baby. Like that same issue just keeps having babies. Like when are we going to get past it? But that's the premise of the movie. So do I feel like it's toxic? Yeah, most things in life has a, have a little bit of toxicity, right? So that's you pass that requirement. Do I feel like they should have broken up? From a storytelling standpoint for the movie, I think that would have provided a crescendo. You know, it would have provided, a, it would have provided the viewer with a climax where we get to a place where... They have to decide and we don't feel like that loop was going to come back. But at the end of it, did I, was I happy that they stayed together? Was I happy with the ending? Absolutely, positively, yes.
1: But do you think (laughs) they stayed together? There's no words at the end. I think
2: think they, I think they, like in a perfect world, like everyone used the word toxic. What I gathered from this, this is not a a typical occurrence. They had one nasty fight. The reason why I think there's hope for them, to be honest with you, is there was like three interludes throughout the movie where they kind of made up and then the fight started again. For someone to be with you through your very, very worst, which he was with her, there's love there. You can't stay with somebody through that. And it, 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 it's, it, it's just not possible in my mind. Secondly, I think she's responsible for the greatest work he ever made and sometimes i think we're not honest with ourselves if if i if i had to be honest with you guys gratitude was an issue for this film and also if it's hard being working with someone that you love too this wouldn't you know she should have gotten credit she should have like hey i want this trying to be an actor and it was just a lot of things that wasn't spoken and then on a crescendo when you get to this big night everybody's praising you you feel left out and so those are some things they should have discussed But I think there's a chance for them to continue and to thrive from this. It's not every relationship. Maybe it's not as volatile as this, but every relationship has some major altercation at some point in time where you're just like, am I going to flee or am I going to stay? I think most relationships, most of them are. And I think And so it depends on what you do it. And I'm going to I'm going to lead by saying this. The one thing that I would have liked to have changed about this film is I would have liked a more definitive end. Stacy was uh, was kind of alluding it to that earlier. It's like, well, they really didn't tell you. I would have liked a more, I don't want an ethereal end. You've taken me on this roller coaster. I, I want to, I mean, you gave me all this rise in action. You know, I want to see, I want to know like, did you stay together or not? I know it's probably left open for discussion, but I would have liked the ending to be a little bit more succinct. So that's that's what I'll say. So Stacy, what would you rate Malcolm and Marie, what would be your score? Like, if out of five, what would you rate this film?
1: I thought it was really well done. I really thought John David Washington and Zendaya did an amazing job. I thought she was incredible. I thought their their dynamic together was incredible. Under the circumstances of the pandemic, all of that, and putting this together in two weeks is really quite remarkable. I mean, I have to say, I mean... <sighs> I don't know, man. Pressure. I mean, I'm up there on the on the five. I, I really, okay. I'm like right up there. I just, I mean, it, it's intense. Oh, wow. Five and five. I, I yeah. I mean, it's intense and it's draining, especially if you go in for a second watch with a fight. Um, <laughs> but. I mean, it's hard because that ending, I maybe dropped a little, little lower than a five. I really wanted to know what happened at the end. I wanted to kind of, I think at the end I was like, what happened? So, you know, maybe the four, eight.
2: <laughs> All right. So you got a five. Marcus? You know what? I think so many people got such a visceral emotion from this film. And that's okay. Not every film is meant to have a Hollywood ending. You know, I think movies should be some form of a depiction of who we can be or who we are. And sometimes everything doesn't feel warm and fuzzy. So to me, the way it was written is the way we're all discussing it. There's no way you watched this movie and didn't feel something. Like, how many times have you watched a movie at home or went to the theater and watched something and you felt nothing? You cannot tell me this movie didn't elicit some feelings. And so for that, I think it achieved its job. And I think for anybody who saw Zendaya as not a grown woman, there is no way you don't see her as a grown woman now because this was a grown woman role and she did a phenomenal job. And for everyone who thought John David Washington was just Denzel's uh, son, he stood alone. If Black Klansmen didn't do it for you, if Tennant didn't do it for you this should have done it for you. I mean, they sound a lot alike, but he held his own. And to me, this movie is similar to like Castaway. You know, that whole movie, Tom Hanks had to carry that whole movie because it's just him and a volleyball. These two people had to carry an entire movie by themselves in a pandemic that was shot in two weeks. I get a feeling
0: feeling you're going to give it a five.
2: (laughs) No, 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 no. no. That's not what I'm going to give it. But I am going to give it, I'm going to give it a four- Two 5, because I thought the acting was superb, but I would have liked a little bit more ending, a better ending for it. That's just my opinion, and uh, so I'm going to get a four point two five. But I thought the acting and the writing was rich, and for that, I, I'm I'm gonna stick to my four point two five. So ben, the number is four point two five. Four point two five. Do not disrespect <laughs> my number. Hey, do not disrespect right. my process. All right, math
1: class. <laughs> That that scoring so, I mean, is f- tough,
0: for, man. <laughs> for for me, um, I I thought it was a very ambitious movie. I can, you can imagine being in the in the creative room for this, and when they pitch it and talk about, you know, two people, black and white, is based on a relationship tantrums, right? <laughs> and it's really gonna force you know, the camera work and the actors to really stand out, right? And also I think the writing was spectacular because a lot of the emotions that we experienced came through the words, right? So for me, really the star of the movies in the performances and the lead characters and just the simplicity of, of how the movie was and forcing you to be focused on what matters, right? So I'd say it kept me engaged. It made me feel something the whole way, but like I think I mentioned before that I didn't have a climax in the movie. Like I liked how we ended, but I didn't have a moment that I was waiting for, for things to just like pop where I was like, Ooh, that's the moment. Like they got to it, they made up, you know, they came back around and did it. So that's kind of my opinion. So like one other thing that for me stood out in the movie is that I felt like I understood it better because I understand, I think it's an, let's not call it an LA thing, cause I think New York has this kind of market as well, but let's just call it a Hollywood thing, a TV and film thing where you understand, you know, the treachery of the industry, you understand the vulnerabilities that, you know, actors and writers have to go through and the struggle to break out, right? So to have that moment where, you know, um, he actually had a, a breakout moment you can appreciate the journey and the struggle that brought him to that moment, right? So that's kind of like my generic thoughts about the movie, but as much as it was fascinating and as much as the acting was great and there's really nothing that I can point to the movie to say. You're killing me, Ben.
2: You're killing me.
1: I know. I'm just waiting. I'm dying to know what this is. (laughs)
0: 3.5, man. 3.5.
1: That's where I'm at.
2: Oh, man. Okay. Your score is always your hard score. By the way...
1: They, they also, this is the other thing that's, that I, you know, I was looking at what the critics were saying. We have to also remember, you know, besides being locked up on the property for two weeks, they also produced it. So, you know, they worked with Sam Levinson, And so their voices, and I think that's where like the problem is, you know, people aren't remembering that when they're thinking of Zendaya as that child actress, maybe. All of a sudden as a grown woman and talking the age difference, which is bizarre to me because she they were just they were phenomenal. They this definitely takes her into a new light. And like, like you said, and John David was amazing. They I looked at it like you said, they were both new levels in their acting career. And I wish them the best and absolutely. incredible success Yeah, absolutely. because I agree. they I deserve it. Yeah. And it was all, yeah. they were just um, deep and emotional. And, you know, they it's not like a typecast where someone always plays the comedian or someone, they really were true actors. And she even changed, you know, like that audition in, for the film, in that one scene where she gets down with the knife, you know, these are true actors. Ah, oh, that was intense. It was that was, it
0: was
2: intense. Important. I didn't know where yeah. she was gonna go with that, but I lo- you yeah. know what? Let me tell you guys because being was making fun of my 4.25, just so you know, the average once you put us all together was a 4.18. It was so ah. very close to that. And I gotta say this because I know we're about to close. I just have to say, I personally felt that this was our best episode. And I think in huge part to Stacey, your energy and your insight. Oh, yeah. So thanks, I just want to, again, thank you <laughs> profusely, you know, for this. I thought this was a great episode.
0: Yeah, Marcus. Thank so what about, why don't me. you just, why don't you tell us about next week? But Stacy, again, thank you. Um, thanks for coming. You you can follow Stacy before Marcus gives us what to expect for next week. A jersey girl goes west. At Instagram at Jersey Girl G R L Goes West and Facebook at Stacy Davis Levy Levy or Levy
1: Levy. You could say either one, but we're that we're on the Levy side.
0: <laughs> okay, all right. So there you go. Thanks, Stacy. Appreciate you, Marcus. Next week. Thank
1: you, guys.
2: All right. Next week it is Judas and the Black Messiah, Daniel Kaluuya, Lakeith Stanfield can't wait to talk about it. again, I hope everybody will stay with us on this journey. hopefully we're getting better as the weeks progress and uh, though we won't have Stacy with us all the time on the on the uh, mic, she'll always be behind the scenes kind of helping us g- keep our game on. So thank you again Stacy Ben great week to everybody and we'll see you next week. take care.